This is Unexpected Beginnings, the neonatal unit. That bond is significantly interrupted if baby needs medical care and attention. Put your hand into the incubator and read a story to your baby. I were obsessed with doing skin to skin. I never wanted him off me. Hello, I'm Caroline Verdon. And I'm Kerry Bickerdyke, and we've both had babies on the neonatal unit. In this episode, we're looking at the practical things you can do to help you form a bond or feel a bond with your baby. But I think it's really important to remember that it is actually really normal to find it difficult and it's quite common to feel as though perhaps that bond isn't there. Dr. Rachel Averson is the Principal Clinical Psychologist at the Paediatric Psychology Service at Leeds Teaching Hospitals. You're very much compromised, aren't you? The ability to experience that bond and that closeness is hugely interrupted through birth trauma and pain and and very, very distressing experiences bringing baby into the world, but also that the bond could be significantly interrupted if baby needs medical care and attention and whisked away to a neonatal unit, sometimes within the same hospital, sometimes even further afield. So you, you physically couldn't, you know, it's sometimes impossible to develop that feeling of one being a parent but two being able to to bond and it's not that the the love isn't there it's just that the processes the physical and biological process has been hugely interrupted and it's so so compromised to be able to to do that on the neonatal wards because of the nature of the care that babies need it's a very busy busy way of being so that interruption in that you don't have the quiet space away from everybody else there sometimes aren't cuddles skin to skin sometimes isn't possible the natural biological programming to be able to feel that connection and that warmth is so interrupted I think for me I struggled to bond with him at first through my own mental health and I remember one day I was sat trying to breastfeed Charlie and I had one of the nursery nurses talking to me and it wasn't until she actually called me Kerry yeah as opposed to like mummy Bickerdyke I felt like myself again that I relaxed and I, and I felt more of a bond with Charlie because I felt more relaxed in myself. I felt more able to breastfeed him and it was just something so simple as being yourself. It's so interesting how the brain works, isn't it, in these situations and how little things can make a huge difference, but also how other people's kindness can make a difference. I know for me, I wasn't well enough physically or mentally to work on a bond whilst I was in hospital, really. Um, And that didn't happen until I got home. But one of the nurses was so kind and could obviously see what was happening. And they gave me this little bag and inside it were two knitted squares of fabric. And they said, look, put one of these pieces in the incubator with Fred and take one of them and keep it on yourself, put it in your bra. Tomorrow, swap them over. And that way you're always with Fred's smell and Fred's always with your smell and just keep doing that daily. And it made a huge difference. And I think sometimes nurses perhaps don't realise the impact that these really thoughtful, kind gestures that they make have because that was huge for me. Uh, Dylan and Vicky, when they had their daughter Ruby, they had something similar. One of their beautiful bonding memories is of a nurse's kindness. 
Vicks came down one day and one of the nurses had done a little card with her footprints on, you know, and it was just it was just a random day. There was nothing spectacular that happened that day. There was it was just she came in and went, Oh, should we make a card for mummy? And just did it. And I you know. So yeah, but I think footprints and that was it was amazing. Little things like that, you know, it means the world. Having an ink pad, I would never have thought about it, but having an ink pad in like your baby kit is a really good idea. What a great thing to buy for someone as well who's had a baby. So you can get those initial prints. Yeah, it's it's literally a wipe. You wipe the baby's foot and it's it's printable paper from that magic wipe and it gives you the best memories. I know when I was pregnant, somebody gave me a pack of cards that were full of firsts, like um, the first time I smiled, the first time I crawled. And I remember looking at those and looking at Fred and thinking, basically none of these apply. A million years away. Totally. When Charlotte had baby Noah, she found some much better first cards. I found the cards that the Premature Babies Charity Bliss. Somebody told us about these cards and I got them. Today I had my first milk, not on a tube, kind of, those kind of firsts rather than today I came out of my cot. Um, yeah, those were the firsts um, that we had. Um, but we like, um, there was a picture, I know where the water fountain was, and there was a picture of a little little girl and she'd had like a teddy and through her journey of like through the months so we made a point of having a picture of him him in the incubator with this teddy um and this teddy as he's grown up has shrunk is now like absolutely tiny next to him so we made a point of doing (laughs) that um I suppose making our own first making our own kind of journey our own story with it because then you do like look and go well They've had that and we've not, I've not had that and I've missed out on that. But you just have to just write your own different story with it. Now, Lisa Beaumont is the therapeutic and specialised play manager at Leeds Children's Hospital. Not all hospitals are fortunate to have someone in a post like Lisa's, but her advice works for whatever your circumstances. Anything from, you know, a tactile activity where you're able to sort of put your hand into the incubator and read a story to your baby or listen to some mindfulness together, use some developmental cards and things like that. So any sort of small thing that you're able to do and obviously the restrictions that might apply to your baby's sort of nursing will allow, it's trying them and asking them, you know, Am I can I am I okay to get my baby out of the incubator? And it might not be at that moment, but you might be able to make a plan and arrange a time that's convenient for you to do that, obviously for the baby's well-being and obviously for their parents' well-being. So I think it's asking those questions of those key professionals um, that are working around you that you know might not be in their priority at that time because they're focused on looking after your baby or the mum in need but you know ask those questions these are highly skilled professionals and let's try and sort of use them to help you in the best way we can. So I had Mia, Charlie's sister at home who was seven and I found that it's really important for siblings to bond as well as parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles but getting the siblings involved is so important. It really is it's about creating 
your unit from the get-go and having neonatal involved makes it tricky but not impossible and that is what our next episode looks at. To find out more information on anything you've heard about in this episode do check out the links in our show notes. Unexpected Beginnings, the neonatal unit, is recorded in conjunction with Leeds Children's Hospital and funded by Leeds Hospitals Charity. As the official charity of Leeds Teaching Hospitals, they support NHS staff to deliver the best care for patients and their families. Generous donations have funded life-saving equipment, research, fellowships and improvements to the patient environment. Every penny donated helps to support the hard-working staff across the hospitals and enhance the experience of patients and their families. To find out more, head to leedshospitalscharity.org.uk. This podcast was created and produced by Under the Mast Creative Audio Productions.